Yo, what up, pod racers? Are you like me where you sunburn easily? Have narrow shoulders you want to hide from the world? Weirdly small nips? Great news, we have a solution. Original tabletop shirt designs. Reading Rainbow, Dungeon Club, a dungeon in a dragon. Find these and more over at patreon.com slash goblins growlers shirt club at the $25 tier. These are all exclusive limited run designs. We'll never bring them back again. So be sure you get yours by signing up at patreon.com slash goblins growlers. Yippee! Recording started. Mm-hmm. I have time dot is up. Brandon, be our hero. Iowa coding. Uh, doesn't look like everybody's ready. Iowa coding. Yeah, it doesn't look like chat. Doesn't sound like <laughs> Chapman's ready. This is Quid Pro Roll, a fantasy live play adventure where a party of unlikely heroes embark on a quest to bring dragons back to their world. Well, howdy, listeners. Welcome to the Daily Cryer Listening Show, where all the news and varying and beyond can make its way right to you. So, the party climbed yet another set of stairs, leading them into a sprawling greenhouse-like chamber uh, containing many arcane plants and fungi. Everyone finds something to entertain or injure themselves on, and Johannes discovers an entity within the waters of this room. A giant reflection, or face, reflection face, whom they name Big Data, which appears and begins asking and answering questions before finally revealing the face of its own master. Well, gotta run, listeners. Artemis is teaching me how to make several of her favorite recipes. Um, I'm a little unclear if they're ones from uh, her culture or just ones that she's picked up or... I don't know. We're gonna be cooking a lot. Anyways, happy eating, and as always, y'all take care now. On the last episode, Koza had found several samples of mushroom, but at the cost of taking a poison status effect and some damage. Boat poked something with his axe, which caused him to take damage, and essentially nope out of being poisoned, because I am benevolent and kind. Shouldn't have given me that inspiration. Yeah, I was about to say, for the record, make sure you remove that inspiration point. Um, I did. Then there was a face that came out of the water that basically seemed to be some kind of weird data collection magic entity that talked like a robot who showed you the master of the tower's face, which revealed itself to be some kind of demonic lich. I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure it will be. Would you guys like to continue through the tower? You did find an archway carved in glowing runes behind the curtain of leaves and vines on the back wall. I get the distinct impression it's not the only arch thing we're going to find down here. Ha 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 ha. Hey, um, Okie Finoki. 
what's the name of our of our uh, companion? Talking about spritz. Spritz. <laughs> hey, hey, spritzer. <laughs> yeah. Is this uh, is this a look familiar to you? I've never been up here. No, I'm talking about the face in the giant face. I've never been looming. up. Oh, yeah, that's that's the guy. The guy. Does the guy have a name? Uh. Mr. Wizard? Mr. Wizard, I love it. Big Data and Mr. Wizard. It's like a jam band. Mr. Wizard and the Big Data, maybe. <laughs> Josh is giving me a face. You gotta use Mr. Wizard's real name. It's gotta be Don Herbert and the Big Data. <laughs> okay, well, we found Mr. Wizard at least. Thank you, Big Data. I appreciate The face your... is going to melt as if it is liquid mercury pouring back into the pond. Again, the water hitting itself causes no ripples. Oh God, it's a T-1000. It was a T-1000 this whole time. (laughs) Solinar is going to proceed toward the arch, but he's also going to, over his shoulder, be like, now that we know what our host is like, Let's tread a little more carefully. Do you think that they're taking data of our every step? Something was odd about that guy. Big data? The face. Mm, Mr. Wizard. Yes, Mr. Wizard. I don't... He looked, like, almost kind of familiar. I mean, he... He looked like us? No, no, no. When he showed the face of the wizard that owns this tower. Oh, okay, that guy. I mean, do you do you frequent the company of demonic liches? No, I don't. That's why it's odd. And again, I couldn't put my finger on it. He just doesn't he look didn't he look kind of familiar to you guys? I'm in a role for familiarity. What what role good. what role is that? Hmm. Not good, whatever it is. <laughs> You've never seen this man before in your life and have no clue what Alita is talking about. Yeah, you're talking about Mr. Wizard. The only thing I know about Mr. Wizard is that he likes to train at least two kobolds in magic usage and otherwise does not let them leave the basement. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first floor, not the basement. I mean, on a tower, that's kind of the basement. No, the tower has a basement. I always call the bottom floor the basement. <laughs> what do you do if you're on a ranch style house with one floor? Basement house. <laughs> All right. So, Solinar, you are going to push the curtain of vines aside and see an arch, an arch that has no door, only just a blackness that fills the entire archway, almost like a door. Is there like a rock or something nearby? There are pebbles. Can I just like very gently lob a pebble through the lower portion of the door? So you're going to gently pop the pebble through. It's going to ripple the darkness as if it was water. Oh no, you dropped your pebble. I jump in after it. Wonderful. Um, Johannes, no. (laughs) Johannes disappears into that darkness with a sound. Uh, Get get slurped. Can I 
try to identify the darkness before jumping through. Roll Arcana. <laughs> Attack the darkness. I'm not attacking the darkness. Johannes is in there. I've also decided that my character will have blue eyes instead of silver eyes. It's a seven. It sure is magic. Sure is magic, bud. Oh, screw it. Solonar goes through the darkness. <laughs> um, be for boat, be for brave. Only in the leap from the lion's head shall he prove his worth. Boat jumps in. Keep slurping, Alex. Koza? <laughs> no, I don't get a slurp. I did. You you did. It just, uh, the mic was like, I don't think that's noise. I think we need to get rid of that. Yeah, I did give you, yeah. yeah. It, okay. We're, how are we being slurped? We're being oh. licked into the darkness. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, oh my. There, is there like literally a tongue? No. Oh. <laughs> Chapman, buddy, you gotta, you gotta stay with us, honey. I was just hoping for a little tongue. Gross. Nah. Super gross. Um, yeah, because it's gonna take a little step and then a bigger step into the darkness. So as all of you step through, you feel this suction feeling as if you're being yanked forward through the darkness itself. However, the space that you go through isn't much before you find yourself standing in a room filled with illuminated, bubbling, boiling, and percolating glass apparatus filled with dozens of specimens and what appear to be potions and chemicals of some form. The room smells both sweet and sulfuric at the same time. Since I got here first, can I do something really important? Please do. I pick up the pebble. All right, you pick mm -hmm. up the pebble. You have acquired tower pebble. Ooh, TP. Never know when you need that. <laughs> I wouldn't wipe with that. Uh, on arrival, Solinar is going to immediately, like, crouch into stealth, hide behind something, combat roll out of the way. Roll, something. roll, uh... Roll acrobatics for me real quick. Oh, God. 14. Okay. Uh, you're able to do your stuff with a fair amount of dexterity in class, avoiding narrowly bapping into Johannes and sending both of you flying into the complicated glass. Everything. Excellent. And Excellent. this reminds me of Cassiopeia's place or whatever her name was down in the... In the big city, then the house that was haunted. You mean Sophia Terrell? Yeah, Sophia. She, was, she had like a less similar setup, but way smaller. I was actually just thinking that these silver leaves I just picked up, she'd probably be really keen on those. Dude, she loves things. All right. <clears throat> boat? Um, so how does Boat land after being spit out of the darkness? How does he land? <laughs> I think Boat is, uh, you know, a very, a very dense and uh, thick individual. So he'll land and others will be pushed out of the way. Into... All right. So you're going to roll in like a bowling ball. Uh, yeah, I like that kid from Hook. Perfect. Yeah. Koza, you're going to be coming in after. So yeah. what are you doing? Um, Koza is going to... So we got we got glass, we got people going everywhere. Goza is going to um 
Say, hello? Actually startled me. Your voice is going to seemingly ping off of the glass and crystal of these percolating chem sets. You're going to feel a soft rattle. Okay. Immediately into stealth. All right. You hide in the darkness. The 23. Johannes is working his way across, like walking by all these um, thingamabobs that make his face look like different distortions and extensions and condensions whenever he looks into them, if you're looking at them from the other side. And they're just kind of bubbling and and changing to different colors. I like that this has turned into a Disney cartoon. He's like, alchemy was my worst class back in paladin school. I couldn't even make heads or tails of stone, let alone a philosopher who's philosophizing. That is so funny. Um, so as you say that, you're actually going to bump in to a table that's littered with notes, Whoa. journals, uh, l- one of those little drawing compasses, a set of spectacles, a pen, an inkwell, and notably a bluish purple rock that has a very distinct crystallization pattern to it with a note that says failed dispose. Hmm. Johannes puts on the spectacles. Whoever had, whoever needs these spectacles legitimately has some issues with their vision. Hmm. Johannes squints. And he looks down and he picks up the rock and he's moving it like different distances from his eyes. And then he takes the pebble out of his pocket and he's moving it different distances in his eyes. So as you're holding the stone, you hear in your mind this faraway voice go. Have you ever thought that like if our fingers were tongues that we could taste everything we touched oh my god it's a koza rock <laughs> and johannes takes it and he's like he's flipping around and he's like okay well i'm gonna keep this this thing can talk have you ever thought that if bears had control of the world like humanoids do we would have like a full month off all the time to sleep Mm-mm. Hibernatory, gubernatorial politics. It's almost like we should learn from the bears. Mm. Yeah. Um, we should. So the to add to your inventory, the item is called the crappy philosopher's stone. We come home to get out of the heat, and we walk into a big cold box. And then we go into our kitchens and we open a smaller, colder box so we can pull out food and put it into an even smaller, hot box. Every, I, like, th- the problem that was- is, is the entity in the stone has been hotboxing way too much. Um, <laughs> every the- comment that's been said in the last like two minutes has been from every Gallagher routine prior to when he starts smashing things. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, really, so, really important to note that. Um, <laughs> did, did you have you ever? Is this, is this illegal to say on a podcast? Have you smoked weed, Josh? 
No. I didn't think so. I just wanted, <laughs> yeah. to, I just wanted to make sure everyone it's knew. Not, it's not illegal to say you haven't smoked weed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That is a crime yeah. in Richmond. <laughs> I just, I just want, I just want everyone to know for the no, two got, philosophers out here. It's really I've, important. I've got a tattoo, so I'm okay in Richmond. Yeah. <laughs> One tattoo weakness. It says, it says, I didn't smoke weed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got it the day of our wedding. It was a it's really just a wild we- night. Just a weed leaf with a cross out through it. The tattoo <laughs> says narc and it's across the small of his also, back. I liked Gabe's name for the crappy philosopher stone better than the one I did. The stoner's oh. philosophy. <laughs> there we go. Uh, it's right. not supposed to sound like a stoner. It's just supposed to sound like somebody who's dumb and self-important, but I'm not great I at was, that. I was going for 19-year-old uh, philosophy student. So. A 19-year-old male. <laughs> hey, hey, I didn't say that. That's, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not part of that. Come at me, bros. I smoke. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gabriel, would you be so kind as to cut that out of the podcast for legal reasons? <laughs> Thank you very much. Even Alex like saying legal. to cut it for legal reasons. It's legal in Virginia. I smoke cold. <laughs> I put the stone. <laughs> I put the stone in my pocket, and then I look at some of these notes. Do I see anything that seems fun? Roll like a mixture. Okay. Minus two is a twelve. You're able to find a mixture. Uh, like the notes and ingredients to create it, along with a jar of a salve that is said to do wonders at curing treatments of the foot that tend to be fungal and bacterial in nature. Oh my God, I'm making this right now. I go, I'm, I'm, I'm walking over, I'm looking for things. He's, he's, and- uh, okay, can, can, one of you needs to jump in because uh, Johannes is trying to do science. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, Johannes, l- l- let me help you with that. Oh, yeah, yeah. First thing better. we gotta do is put on our put on our goggles. Otherwise, we'll end up like Sally. There's a poster on the wall that just says "Don't oh. end up like Sally," mm-hmm. and it's just a giant tentacle monster. Yeah. Is there no eyewash station in this laboratory? Yeah, where's the eyewash station? There is an eyewash station. Oh, uh, look, it's right there, boat. Uh, it is, however, very ornate and looks like a crystalline fountain. Ooh, pretty. <laughs> okay, well. Time to do science. I mix uh, the, I'm, I'm looking at the note that I have and I show it to, to Koza and I'm like, we're making foot salve today, boys. And then I mix the yellow with the blue and it turns green. It does oh. turn green. And given that the salve that you have is a minty green color, it doesn't appear that you're far off from whatever it is that makes this. It just needs to be thicker. Mm, it needs to be thicker. More seeds. Ah, um, add some cornstarch. Does Koza see like something that would make it be a thickener? You do. There is a distillation of a particular essence from one of the mushrooms that you're able to take samples of from the other room. You notice as you are going through all of these things and all of these ingredients that everything in this laboratory is immediately distilled or derived from the plants in the room you just left. Okay. Um, yeah, because it's going to take the one that is the thickener and add it. And then, like, As also you... take some of the other ones and put them in his bag. Some of the other samples. All right. As you mix the ingredients together, you hear a soft... <laughs> As it thickens rapidly. Oh, another time. You're tongue. having to whip it. 
you're having to whip it kind of like you're making meringue, but it does thicken up and become this really heavy, greasy salve. Okay. Oh, heck yeah. Look, it looks just like the pictures. You, this is I, this is just right. Nice job, Johannes. Nice job, Koza. High five. The high five. I have this vision in my mind of the whole time Koza and Johannes are making this cell, you've got Solinar, like, moving from table to table with, like, little combat rolls and, like, ducking behind things. And then you've got Boat standing right by the darkness doorway with just, like, both fists on his hips. <laughs> just watching what's going on. Solinar, mm-hmm. as you are ducking and dancing around, you see two doors that exit from this room. One is going to be a fairly ornate door. And while it does seem to be well-maintained, the doorknob is incredibly worn. Whereas the other doorway is, the door is covered in bronze reliefs of astrological symbols. The wood is going to be clean and pristine from any kind of chemical spill or nearby plant life. Solonar's going to check the astrological symbols door. All right. As you open the door to that room, you look inside and find it to be entirely dark until you look at the ceiling. The entire ceiling is covered in this black relief of the night sky, with stars and other celestial bodies moving around it as if you had no ceiling. Oh. Oh, the, um... There was that room in the... Was it the shrine or was it the temple? The shrine? shrine. It's where we got Near the Miller's sword. Fort. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was the, there was the ast- astrological room. Yep. Uh, could I roll a thing to see if this is looking at the same section of sky? Absolutely. What thing should I roll? Uh, either nature or arcana, whichever is higher. They're both the same. So whichever one is more flavorful for you. We'll do, we'll do arcana, because I don't think Solinar studied nature that well. Uh, and I got an 18. This is a radically different part of the night sky one that has completely different constellations, and you're even able to see bits and pieces of distant nebula. All of it swirls much faster than it would were it naturally being looked at by the naked eye. You wouldn't normally be able to see the shift and movement of the sky as the Earth, you know, spins. But you are able to see everything move on moss along the ceiling. Uh, Important question here. Are we on Earth? The Earth, meaning the concept okay, the of celestial a, yeah. object. Okay, nope, cool. Just wanted to know if baseball was around. <laughs> there's no baseball because there's too much crying. Mm. Uh, as is Solinar seeing any um, lasers or hearing any Pink Floyd? <laughs> <laughs> it's very much that vibe, but no. Um, oh, you know who'd really like this? Take this rock. <laughs> uh, Solinar pops his head out of the astrological room door 
and it's like, hey, you, sh you should check this out. <laughs> and he goes back in. All right, boat goes in. Boat, you're going to see all of the same things that Solinar did, but you will also notice in the corner of the room, absolutely dominating that side of the room, is an enormous golden astrolabe. Hey man, did you did you see the big astrolabe over there? Solinar still actively staring at the ceiling is like the huh? Boat goes over to the astrolabe and starts manipulating it. As you shift it and you move it, it begins to feel warm in your hands. All of the symbols written along it begin to glow a bright red. Ooh, do we have to take this astrolabe to Mount Doom? <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna, can you imagine just like dragging this enormous thing foot by foot all the yeah, way to Mount Doom? Real quick. Real quick, the halfling steps in and is like, I will take the astrolabe. <laughs> oh, Mr. Frodo, I can carry the astrolabe for you, but I can't carry you both. We, we get, we get, we finally get it there. And then like, as we walk out of Mount Doom, after having gone to sing all the way there, we, we walk right up to like a rail line with like a freight train going down it. Mm -hmm. The freight train dumps some scrap other like scrap into Mount Doom and we're just like, <laughs> hey, can we just like catch a ride back? Oh, you yeah, guys don't want to get... push the astrolabe into Mount Doom just by virtue of it took so much damn work to get it there. <laughs> we want to sit and admire our handiwork first. <laughs> um like so it starts glowing. Is like all of it glowing? Just the inscriptions and runes along it. What do they say? What languages do you speak? I speak common and dwarvish. You have no idea what the hell it says. Come on, you said um, runes. Some of those got to be dwarven runes. Unless Just, it's gonna, not in dwarvish. I'm going to guess that elvish and sylvan also don't help us here. They would not. What language would help us here? It's almost like I need somebody who has knowledge of that language to ask. Solinar, Solinar comes up beside Boat and is also doing the like hands on hips thing for a moment, looking at this text. And he's like, I bet it's infernal. Johannes walks in and he puts his hand on his hips. And he's looking at it. and He's like, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. Is it in Halfling by chance? It is not in Halfling. <laughs> God, what yeah, a I'm... plot twist that would be. Oh, wow. That's so like you can't it... have it in Halfling because you have to take the Astrolab to Mordor and it doesn't want you to know its secrets. It I know, I know. Does it the... turns out that the demon lich guy has been working with Johannes's parents this whole time. Mm -hmm. So does, is it just, did you say that it got warm? It did. Not hot. It's just warm. Okay. So we can still move it around. If I move around bits of the astrolabe, does the display on the ceiling change? It does indeed. Okay. All right. Um, is there like a you are here notification on it, like in a mall? You do notice that on a particular spot on the astrolabe over one of the particular runes is a glowing white dot that stays there. Okay. Is there any way to, like, center things on the glowing white dot? Yes. All right. I would like to do that. All right. What are you trying to what are you trying to find? Uh, I'm trying to uh, F around and find out, basically. I have an idea. I, I, I appreciate you. What are you trying to find out? There are a lot of things. 
I'm trying to see how the astrolabe correlates to what's up on the ceiling and how the white dot affects that. Um, the I'm white just... dot seems to indicate where you all are. And if you're if you push the astrolabe rings into the spot where it would fe- where you're, you're assuming it would possibly feature, given how it all converges, mm-hmm. it centers back to where it was in the beginning. OK, so it's kind of a kind of a map situation. It appears to be. All right. That doesn't explain why it got warm and started glowing, though. All right. Uh, I'll let somebody else uh, take a crack at this. Koza, what are you doing, bud? Um, Koza is, he's got his notebook out, he, and he's kind of writing down, like, because he's still gathering together, like, different samples. He's, he's taking glass vials, and, like, he's not taking all of the samples, because he's not, like, going to be rude. But he is going to um, um, ask for forgiveness instead of permission on these uh, samples. Um, gotcha, gotcha. Add mysterious samples to your inventory. Okay. Um, does he see any books? The journal that I mentioned that has the various recipes and notes. Yeah. Yeah. So he's also like he's also kind of writing down, like flipping through that and getting cop like writing down quick notes. Uh, like he's realized he doesn't have all day, so he's not. Like, you do find a recipe for a greater healing potion that you oh, write cool. down. What? What? Um. So we got. Th- you also find another. Actually, no. Roll for me first. Roll investigation. Ooh, I gotta investigate. What if? Um. I hope you find what you're looking for. What if? Hear me out. What if, like, so, so. This is. Will you roll is, the dice? No, just like so. This is a mad, like kind of a, a like a, a a little bit of, of a, a a scientist dude. And let's he's, let, he's let's end the little, episode here, and we'll pick up the next one with Chapman still he's, making he's, this explanation. He's a little bit of <laughs> like, like he's got he's got a little bit of a weird brain, right? That's Which true. is something that Koza also has. And so rather you're than, not getting advantage, roll I'm the dice. I'm not asking for advantage. I'm asking that that instead of this being a like investigation, like um, uh-huh. um, like mathematical brain thing, this is a vibes based perception check. No, oh. roll investigation. Are you sure? I am absolutely certain, bud. I think you've eight. taken this to the Supreme Court, and your appeal has been denied. Eight. <laughs> An eight. eight. Yes. You are able to find that healing potion recipe, but as you look through the rest of the book, the scribbled writing gets more and more smeared, okay. making it impossible to make out the rest of the pages. Um, and I, am I picking up any cool magical item vibes from anything in the room? Uh, not from that room, but the astrolabe room that the others are in definitely gives yeah. you some so, of that so energy. So I, I, I kind of so I finished reading the book, and then I realized everybody else is in the other room. Um, mm-hmm. So Koza is going to be like, uh, and he also yeah starts getting that ooh magical item energy, um, and he's going to head over to the other room. So you are going to step in to the astrological room where all of your friends are fussing over this astrolabe. You hear Boat saying astrolabe, more like astrolame. Oh, so- don't say that in front of it, man. It can hear you. Boat, I think <laughs> it you- doesn't understand anything other than this language none of us speak. <laughs> Bo, if you hadn't been so rude, you might have gotten astrolabed. (laughs) 
Maybe if I'm nice, I'll get astrolaid. That's the joke I was trying to do. Dang it. <laughs> what the hell? So, Solonar's like, I've got an idea. Uh, and he takes, he takes attention and unsheathes attention very slightly. You see the uh, flicker of eyes reflected in the sword. Hmm. I don't think there's enough latent magic here, which gives me another idea. And Solinar, uh, I don't know what this is going to do, but Solinar, if I wanted to push a level one spell slot into the sword, would I need to pick a spell? Or could I just channel energy? Uh, I guess I'd allow channeling energy. Okay. If you're but gonna if you're gonna pop a slot, yeah, <laughs> he'll, he'll push a level one spell slot of energy into the sword in an attempt to bring Astrid out. It is going to succeed. She yeah. will manifest in a glowing purple form, kind of <laughs> floating. Her feet and legs aren't really all the way there, but it's enough that she's there, and she's gonna kind of like blink and look around. Hell yeah. This is like Doc Brown hooking the DeLorean up to a lightning bolt. <laughs> you guys are hanging out in increasingly interesting looking spaces. I'm actually kind of here for this vibe. Yeah. Oh. How do you feel about the Isn't stars? Isn't it great? Yeah, no, I'm actually very about this. This is delightful. Uh, What's your sign? Oh, uh. I do not know what the Zodiac would immediately translate to, but uh, if we're actually asking, I'm a Virgo. Mm -hmm. Give me one second. Let me find that one. I'm assuming that you brought me out of the sword on purpose. I Well, I was thinking about, like, I wish we had somebody here who knew more about arcane magics and things like that. I'm and a necromancer, like, not a wizard. Necromancers aren't wizards? No. Well... How, I mean, like, kind of necromancy. I'm a warlock. Oh, well, maybe better then. Can you read Infernal? Wait, 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 wait. Would you, would you ever consider being more of like a peace lock? <laughs> or maybe Johannes, I am dead. Oh, nothing more peaceful than the dead. Okay. She, she's also a sword, so I don't know. Like that's. Mm. I guess it's it's all about. How she's wielded at this point. Mm. And then Johannes narrows his eyes and he looks at you, Solonai. <laughs> All right, so he summoned me for what? Uh, well, oh, look, it's Virgo. Read, since you're a warlock, can you read Infernal? I can read Infernal. Can you read this astrolabe? Uh, yeah, what are you trying to find from it? Because mostly it's just showing what in the, like where you're moving bits to. It's like a, a guide. The words are guides. Yes, it's uh, it it's going. You use the different spaces to show where you are moving it to, so you're not just guessing. Uh, does it mm. does it have the ability to look at astronomy through time? Uh, no. This just. Oh, interesting. If this is all correct, this is a fully global astrolabe. You could look at the skies beyond the misted seas. Okay, well, we definitely have to do that, because that sounds awesome. But no, it does not travel through time, only space. 
Why? Mm. What do you want to see about the sky in another time? I was curious about the stars 300 years ago. Yeah, they were the same. They were still stars. They were stars. There you go. Answers my question. Well, you know, sometimes there's astrological phenomenon that are part of large world events. You know, comics full of magic and things like that. That's that's definitely real stuff that I've read in books before. How many of those books were for children? I'm not going to answer that. All right, so that is that is what this astrolab can do. It looks though very old, like it was made before whatever happened with the misted seas happened. All right, so we we definitely should see what the stars look like beyond the misted seas because that sounds amazing. Wait, so my second worst class back in paladin school was history. Could you remind me what happened with the misted seas? I would if I knew, but nobody does. Oh well, there you go. One day, a long time ago. The other half of the world was completely cut off because this mist, this impenetrable magical mist surrounded the space that we now know as Virian. Whatever is, be- is, is beyond it, we cannot know. But that's why nobody can travel beyond the Boros Empire. Mm. Well, let's look at those stars. All right, so what are you guys trying to do? Well, well, we want to look at the stars beyond the misted seas. Well, I understand that, but what are you looking for? Just the stars. Information. All right. I mean, no, I just, I just want to see how pretty they are. All right. So shifting the astrolab so that you can see the other side of the world. Whoa. You're able to see dazzling constellations that you've never seen before. It looks almost like there are not more stars but brighter. As you are looking through and exploring the skies, you see, formed out of light, three eyes, all in a line, open as if opening from the skies itself. Look around slightly. You feel looking directly at you. And then the eyes close, whatever form was making them dispersing into the stars. Well, I don't know about y'all, but I got the spine tinglies right now. Um, yep. I'm, I'm good to get the hell out of this room. Other than this, you see one doorway looking very similar to Solonar, the other one that you saw in the in the lab. That is the relatively well-maintained door. It's pretty elaborate, but the door handle is very worn. Uh, Solonar is going to check that door handle for traps. All right. As you as you're doing that, Johannes is like, "Did everybody see did the did the sky just look at us?" Uh Yep. Yeah, the sky did look at us and it had uh, three eyes, which is more than the normal amount of eyes that I expect the sky to have, which is zero eyes. Yeah, three more. It's a dirty 20. Dirty 20 is going to tell you that no, it's not trapped, but it is locked. Well, Back to the old picking locks. <laughs> Back to the Solonar old. Solonar breaks out his tools. All right, roll. It's a twelve. Delightfully, that actually is enough to pick it. You, you really? like you just made it. That's a that's a very simple lock. The door opens, and you step into a room that is 
both warm and warmly lit. A beautiful woven rug is laid across the floor, and you see an incredibly lovely, if somewhat simple, mahogany desk pushed into the corner, covered in journals, one notably open. Your vision, however, you just kind of scan on past that, because at the far wall of this room is both an elaborate rapier that has been mounted on the wall, and it is mounted above a large oil portrait. A portrait of Astrid. me. Once there was a silence, a void so full of nothingness. Yes, yes, the silence. It consumed like a mighty maw. Hungry, hungry. But then a voice came, and another, and another. The pierceless silence. The voices that bring laughter and wonder, magic and mystery. Yes, yes. But these voices... They could only fight the silence, hold back the great nothing. Yes, but but with the support of our divine beings, angels and celestials too radiant to behold, and too glorious not, we give thanks to our patrons, our shiny protectors, Whitney Zahar, Tony Alavito, Joseph Maltby, Andrew Wheeler, Rec O'Donnell, Brianna Beebe, Without your support, these heavenly voices would be lost to the silence, and woe, woe would be unto us all. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, yes, thank you. I don't know about y'all, but I think that's an episode. <laughs>